Holy Spirit's going to do something very special tonight. And I believe he's going to hit each and every one of us in a, a different way. And this is what I believe God's going to do over just uh, remaining moments. I believe he's going to help us peel back layers in our life that we need healing. And perhaps we're aware of that healing. But it, I think in many cases, we may not be aware of that healing. You see, the whole process in our journey and our relationship with Jesus Christ, it's a journey and we never arrive. And so, yes, we invite him into our lives. This is salvation. We believe he died on the cross. He rose again. We have eternity with him. He wipes our past. He gives us a new purpose. He partners with us. This is the good news and the gospel of Jesus Christ. But in this life right here, we never arrive. This is why Jesus said, I'm sending you a helper. It's necessary that I go away. That's hard for us to even think about because we all say, no, I want Jesus here in the flesh. He said, if I don't go away, I can't send you the helper. I can't send you the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's going to be your advocate. He's going to be your teacher. He's going to be your counselor. He's going to be the one that gives you power. And in that relationship with Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit is he's going to help us with blind spots. He's going to help us with layers that we didn't even know that we need to heal. You see, all of our life, is a process of self-discovery of layers that God wants to peel back in your life and in my life. I've got blind spots. You've got blind spots. But the great news is God gives us hope and healing through the power of the Holy Spirit. So I want to stir the atmosphere right up front, and I want you to get your expectation up. I believe that God is going to heal us tonight emotionally. I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to touch us and heal us relationally. There's some of you today at our micro churches, our online community, or right here in person, that there's been some relationships that are strained. I believe marriages will be restored. I believe that relationships with parents and family can be put back together tonight in God's house. I also believe this tonight. That the God of the universe wants to help us heal, not just emotionally, not just relationally, but also physically. There's some of you tonight that I believe from the Holy Spirit is you've been battling and battling and battling and battling. And you find yourself frustrated because you're like, man, I haven't seemed to have that breakthrough. And I've been praying and asking God. And I believe God sent me all the way here from New York to say tonight's your night. I said, tonight is your night. The breakthrough is coming tonight. Healing is coming to you in the name of Jesus. The only question is, is are you ready? I said, the only question is, are you ready? One more time. The only question, come on, this is the English service people. I know you understand what I'm saying. The only question is, are you ready? Come on, church. That's it. That's it. Stir it up. I love this, that the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing from the word of God. So let's get ready to receive the word of God. So I want you to help me out. We didn't do this at any of our other services, but in New York, what we do is I have our church family turn. They're actually having church right now in New York. They're praying for you right now. I want you to turn the person next to you and say, get ready, get ready, get ready. Go ahead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was so lame. That was so, so lame. I want you to turn and say it with some authority, even your micro churches and everyone online. Turn the person next to you and stir it up with some passion. You know, the apostle Paul told Timothy, he told him to stir up your faith 
And we have to set with intention what we're going to bring to God tonight, that we are ready to receive the word of God. So turn to that person next to you. Maybe they haven't had their caffeine yet. I don't know what it is, but turn to them and say, get ready, get ready, get ready. Go ahead. There you go. There you go. There you go. Turn the person on the other side of you. They need a friend too and tell them, get ready, get ready, get ready. Go ahead. All right. Now we're ready. The atmosphere is changing. So I want to drop you right into this text that's complex. And it's found in the Gospel of John chapter 11. And we find Jesus. And Jesus had the crowd. Jesus had the core. Jesus had his inner circle. But then Jesus also had these friends. And these friends were like his family. It was Mary, Martha, and John. And actually Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And they send word to Jesus. And they say, Jesus, come home. We need you to get home. I know you're doing ministry. I know you're, God's used you in a great way, but you got to get home, and here's why. Lazarus, it's very interesting. They say, the one that you love is sick. They're only about two miles away. It's maybe an hour walk. Jesus doesn't go. And the Bible says that he, he, he just delays going, but then Lazarus dies. And Lazarus has been dead four days. And now this intimate family that Jesus walks up on his friends and Martha runs out to greet Jesus. And as she runs out to greet Jesus, this is what she says in John chapter 11. Let's read together, church. The Bible tells us this, that she ran to Jesus and she said, Jesus, if you would have been here, Lazarus wouldn't have died. But I love this. Martha said, but I know that even now, everyone say even now, even now, God will give you whatever you ask. I want to stir up this church tonight. I want to let you know that this service of all three services is going to be the best service. Oh, and you don't even know because the Holy Spirit moved in a powerful way. But I've got great expectation and anticipation what our Heavenly Father is going to do tonight through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I believe what he wants me to share with you today in person or micro churches and online community is this. That some of you today, if you're transparent and you're honest, you'll be like, man, I've been praying to God. I've been believing God. I've been asking for this and it hasn't happened. In fact, it seems like that part of my life has died. But God wants you to know it's time for the church to have even now faith, even when it seems impossible, even when that relationship seems dead, even when it seems like the doctors have given you the worst news that God sent me tonight as the messenger to this house to say, it's time church to get your even now faith back. It's time to get the faith that says that with Jesus Christ, anything is possible, that with Jesus, anything is possible. I'm asking tonight, are there some people in the house tonight that say, I've got even now faith, even now faith. So the Bible tells us that he goes on and he goes up a little bit further and Mary now runs out to meet Jesus. She didn't want to go out. She was grieving so bad and she sees Jesus and she's weeping and she's crying. And she says, Jesus, if you would have been here, you're late. You love Lazarus. But my brother's dead. And I love this. It's probably one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It tells us in John eleven thirty five that Jesus wept. Jesus wept. 
And as we're battling and we want that victory and the battle belongs to the Lord and we're going to see a breakthrough and what the enemy meant for evil, God can turn around for good. I just believe that God wants us to get in our spirit that if you don't get anything else this evening, get this, the God of the universe, the God that made these beautiful Alps and your beautiful country and the lakes and the streams and everything that you enjoy, that he sees you. One of his names in Hebrew is E-L-R-O-I. He's the God who sees. And he's not some distant God that's aloof and he doesn't care and he can't relate. No, Jesus, God, he became one of us and God in the flesh and God in the skin. And the Bible tells us he's moved. He's moved when, when we when we're battling stuff and for us to cast all our care on him because no one else cares for us is more than, more than God. I want you to know tonight, God sees you. I'm going to have to make eye contact. I'm going to try to make eye contact with every single person in this room. God sees you. God sees you. God sees you. God sees you. I can do this all night. God sees you. God sees you. You back in the nosebleed sections. God sees each and every one of you. Camera guy, God sees you. Productions, the person up there that is interpreting in Russia and Ukraine, God sees you. God sees each and every one of you. Did you hear what I said tonight? God sees you. And God not only sees you, he understands what you're going through. He understands the silent screams of your heart that you can't articulate and you can't communicate. And you've got stuff in here and you don't know what to do. But God sees you, camera guy. God sees you, daughter of heaven. God sees you. Is anybody grateful tonight that we serve a God that sees us? Come on, make some noise tonight. Come on, give Jesus praise tonight. Jesus says, this is what I want you to do. I want you to roll away the stone. And I want you to roll away the stone. They said, Jesus, we can't do that because he's been dead four days. He stinks. We can't do that. And Jesus said, roll the stone away. And the Bible says that Jesus said this. He says, I'm going to pray, but I'm going to pray. If you can put that verse up for me there. And if not, thank you. It says, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus come out. And the Bible tells us that Lazarus was wrapped in linens and he was wrapped in cloths around his hands, around his face. And Jesus said, take his grave clothes off and let him go. Take his grave clothes off and let him go. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for the house of God, the word of God. I thank you for this precious house. Lord, it's not so coincidence you brought every single person here. Come, Holy Spirit, meet us. Speak to your church, your family, and go through every seat, go through every house in the microchurches, go through all of this technology, and do only what you can do. We're ready to receive it in Christ's name. Amen. Hope and healing is coming to your house today. Hope and healing of layers that we need help. We need help, and it's okay, and God is going to help each and every one of us. I'm going to ask three, four people, come on up here and help me out, help me out to illustrate this, and I was thinking about this as these guys and volunteers are coming up. Let's give it up for them. Make some noise there. 
wouldn't it have been appropriate? I mean, this is the greatest miracle that Jesus has done up to this point. It's better than uh, turning water into wine, having the blind to see, the lame to walk, walking on water. This is he's raised the dead. Lazarus was dead and now he's alive. But why didn't Jesus take care of his grave clothes? It's an interesting question. And I have to think, and it's just kind of my take on this passage is, I think those grave clothes still smell. Why didn't he take those off? And why did he tell Mary and Martha, loose him, take off his grave clothes and let him go? Have you ever been in your journey in your Christian life and you're thinking, why haven't I had that breakthrough? Why is someone else experiencing that? But it just seems like I'm still battling in the same area. Well, these guys are going to help me out. What's up, Pat? Merry Christmas to you. What's up? Good to see you. What's up, buddy? Nice catch. I'm going deep. I'm going deep. This is how we play football in America. Boom. Yes. Thank you very much. Nice catch, brother. All right. So this is what I want you guys to do. I'm going to be Lazarus, everybody. And I want you to wrap me from head to toe. And I'm going to keep preaching. Go ahead, guys. Make yourself at home. If you want to put this on a story or something, I'll do my best to repost it later. But we're going to illustrate what is going on here. Have you ever been in your Christian life, and you're like, man, I don't know what the deal is. You see, Lazarus was dead, but now he's alive. When we invite Jesus into our life, we were spiritually flatlined. We were spiritually dead. And the Bible says that through the power of the Holy Spirit, that our spirit is made new. Now, but the scripture also says that we have to renew our mind in Romans 12 too. Why? Because just because we're alive in Christ and he takes care of our eternal life, now to become a disciple and a follower of Jesus, which this is called discipleship and the process of sanctification, sanctification in theology, the reality is, yes, we have eternal life. Yes, we have the abundant life. But the way to experience the John 10, 10 life is we have to renew our minds. In other words, we once were lost, but now we're found. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. So we were once lost, but now we're found. But watch this church. We can still be bound just like Lazarus. And some of you tonight, you're battling. You're like, Pastor Buddy, I'm battling because I love Jesus. I'm out at God's house, but I'm still bound. I'm bound by lust. I'm bound by addictions. I'm bound by pornography. I'm bound by alcohol. I'm bound by prescription drugs. I'm bound by uh, approval addiction. I'm bound by codependency. I'm bound by being a workaholic. I'm bound by being a perfectionist. We find ourselves still bound. Yes, we're alive in Christ, but we can still be bound. And it's interesting that Jesus said, Lazarus cannot take his own grave clothes off. I can't get these things off that he needed help. And too often what happens is we come into Christian life and we pretend like we don't have any issues. We pretend like we don't have any stink in our lives and we still, yes, we're alive in Christ, but we may have some residue, some old stinking clothes in our life. And this is what we have to understand. God and the Holy Spirit wants to help us and wants to help us heal, but God can only heal humble people. 
You can't heal proud people. And too often we come to God and be like, God, I have all my stuff together. And shame keeps us from being real. And we're like, I can't be real because I might be rejected. I, I don't want to feel that pain. And so what shame does is it's kind of five things. Well, I have to pretend like I have it all together. I got to be perfect. And if I don't have it all together, I need to fix it. And if I can't fix it, then... I need to pretend, and if I can't pretend, then I shouldn't show up, and if I do show up, I should show up with shame. But church, friends, I've got some great news for you. When Jesus went to the cross, production team, can you put that cross up for us? When Jesus went to the cross, he didn't just take our sins. The Bible says he took our shame. We don't have to walk in shame any longer. Come on, somebody. We don't have to walk in shame any longer. I got some people over here that believe. Let me go over here to these people. We don't have to walk in shame any longer. You know why? Guys, I want you to help me. Everyone that wrapped me up in these grave clothes, can you guys turn around and can you just bow at the foot of the cross, cross up there? Go ahead and just get on your knees. I just met these fellas, some of them. I can barely see you. Great job leading in worship, brother, Mr. Green Shirt Guy. Great job, Welcome Home T-Shirt Guy. God's using a great way, Pat. Michael, you're awesome. But you know what, my friends? God doesn't look at me and go, oh, you're a pastor. Oh, they're this. No, God looks at each and every one of us. We're exactly the same at the foot of the cross. God cannot heal proud people. We have to humble ourselves and kneel at the foot of the cross. The Bible says God opposes proud people, but he gives grace to the humble. And too often in the church world, oh, you struggle with that? Let me get away with you. Let me get away from you. You stink. You smell. Let me spray spiritual air freshener on you. Let me give you a Bible verse. I never struggle. Oh, let me pray for you. No, 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 no. I love you. And you know what? You smell. And I love you. You smell too. And I love you. You smell too. <laughs> and I love you. And God sent me from New York to tell you you smell. And you know why? Because I smell. Our sin smells and stinks before God, but God didn't leave us in that condition. We're all the same at the foot of the cross of Jesus Christ. And once we have knelt there, then guys, can you get my over here and help my brother out? Help me out because these grave clothes are hot. I've been bound by some stuff. Oh, thank you, Jesus, because now I've realized I don't have to have it all together because I never have. I don't have to pretend. I don't have to pose. And I can't take my own grave clothes off and neither can you. You see, my friends, we can't heal alone. We need the family of God. And we need brothers and sisters in the family of God to come alongside of us. We need our micro churches. We need our online community. We need 
Zurich, we need this community to come in and say, you know what? I'm not okay. You're not okay. But that's okay. That's okay. Because Jesus loves us anyway. And we need people in our lives that can help us take our own grave clothes off. You see, shame, what it does is the enemy loves to leverage shame in our lives to keep us isolated and insulated. To keep us alone. We can be in a marriage, but still lonely. We can be in a family and still lonely because revealing brings healing. And when you're in a safe place with people that love you and a Christian and a family of God that loves you, you can say, you know what? I need to share some of the stuff that I'm battling. I, I battled with shame, but this is the area that I, I don't want to battle that anymore. I need help. And I believe what God intended for us. Why didn't Jesus just take this grave clothes off? I believe what he's doing is showing us a picture. We need a family. We need people that can help us. And I believe that when people have the courage to share, we should never just go oh, in shock and oh my gosh. No, you know what we should do is proceed with empathy and compassion. I'm sorry what you're battling. Thank you for having the courage to share that with me. Love you and I'm praying for you. You're going to experience victory over that. And I've discovered so often, so many times, it's, it's just bringing what was in the darkness and bringing it out into the light. It just loses its power. It's a miracle that I'm here this evening because for three years I've been battling a foot injury. It's been so annoying. I have an athletic background. I love to play basketball. See the three, be the three. I'm undefeated, thanks for asking. I haven't been able to play. I've had to preach in New York on crutches and crutches and a boot and boot and crutches and crutches and a boot. It was a real challenge to get up in front of the church and the enemy was just trying to wear me down. And I remember before I would walk on the platform, here I go again, wouldn't even tell my wife. And I got to thinking inside, like, how much longer can I do this? Because I'm saying, God can heal you. God can heal you. God can heal you. And they see me on crutches. Pastor's on crutches again. Recently, I was speaking at a conference in Brazil. 30,000 people and 4,000 pastors and leaders. And my leg was just flaring up really bad. And I was asking ministry questions in the, in the one of the pastors said, I don't want to talk about ministry. What's going on with your leg and how long has that injury been going on? And I said, I don't want to talk about that. And please don't ask me that because I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. And I was just said, man, it's been going on for three years and it kind of flares up. And she said, why don't we pray? I had to like make a decision. Am I going to just kind of keep jumping from ministry? No, it's because I know how to talk ministry. I don't like to be transparent and talk what's really going on with me. And I said, yeah, my, my leg's been bothering me. She goes, do you know we can pray right now and God can heal that? Do you know the power and the authority that you have? And she just leaned over and she said, pain leave now in Jesus' name. Pain leave now in Jesus' name. Mark eleven twenty three. it's not enough to pray. It's not enough to believe. You got to open up your mouth and you got to speak to your mountain if you want your mountain to move. And so I just opened up my mouth and I said, pain leave now in Jesus' name. She said, say it again. I said, pain leave now in Jesus' name. 
She said, say it again. I said, pain, leave now in Jesus' name. She goes, is there any difference? I said, yeah, I can't feel my leg at all. She goes, that's good. I said, I don't know if this prayer was a good prayer or not. She says, now I want you to get up. She said, how's that feel? I said, I can actually walk. I'm not limping. She goes, how about try running? I said, okay, let's try running. And God healed me. I said, God healed me. I said, God healed me. I'm going to see a victory. Oh, I know, but I, here's the deal is, I understand you're hearing a story, but I've got to praise God tonight. I've got to praise God tonight. I've got to worship God because it's not just about with vocalists and music and worship and lights. You see, in my own private worship, you don't understand the pain that I was in and you don't understand what I was going through, but I serve a loving heavenly father that said, I have the ability that even when that leg seems dead, even now, even after three years of being frustrated and crutches and boot, I can heal it. And Jesus healed it to God be the glory to God be the glory. Oh, I got to give him a praise break right now. Thank you, Jesus. I shouldn't be here. Thank you, Jesus. That's because of you. But then the Holy Spirit told me this. It was someone else. This is what I want you to get. I needed the body of Christ over in Brazil. I needed them to help me take my grave clothes off. Then the Holy Spirit said, I've got some other layers in your life. I want to give you feedback, buddy. I don't like feedback. If you don't like feedback, we won't like the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit's going to give us feedback the rest of our lives. Why? We never arrive. It's a journey. And then the Holy Spirit said, I want you to go and I want you to talk to your kids. I think we have a picture of my, my son. If you could throw that up there right now. That's my daughter at the top next to my wife. Did I mention she's 26 and single? All right, I just wanted to get that in. She's beautiful. This is my son. And that's his wife there. He's 30 years old. A pastor came up to me in Brazil and said, actually, it was a guy I never met. He said, Pastor Buddy, he says, I got to talk to you. God moves so powerfully, da, 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 da. And then he started to share his story as I was reading John chapter 11. He didn't know that. And he said, I just want to let you know that it's amazing because my story is this. I shouldn't be in ministry, but my father came to me who was a pastor. And as an adult, he came to me and he apologized to me. And he said, I want you to know I love you. And I was a pastor and I missed some key moments in your life. And as he shared this with me, he began to cry. And he says, when my dad shared that, I immediately thought of the passage I was reading. It helped me take my grave clothes off. It helped heal my relationship with God, and it helped heal my relationship with my earthly father. When he said that, I went back to my wife and I said, God's changing my whole message for Sunday. I know what I'm supposed to preach. I wasn't sure, and I'm going in this vein. And then I, the Holy Spirit wasn't just a message because then I called my daughter. And I actually, the Holy Spirit nudged me on something else because you've really been battling and really been struggling. And I, I actually, I'm just processing right now and I'm asking the Holy Spirit. I don't think she would mind. I know she wouldn't mind, so I'm going to share this. She'd been battling depression, battling that she was been on meds and stuff like that for several years and anxiety and panic attacks and I've, I've I battled some of that through the years too 
But as her dad, seeing her struggle and wrestle, really bothered and bothered her, her mother too. And I just went to her and I said, honey, I said, I want you to know how proud I am of you. You're strong. You're courageous. You're brave. And of all the daughters that God has ever given, I want you to know you're the most beautiful, the best gift that God could ever give me. I couldn't have a better daughter than Natalie Christine Cremines. I then apologized for some things that I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying. You just need to bring this into consciousness and her awareness. And she looked at me like I said, I need to apologize to you. And she just she like just kind of pushed back. And I just said, sweetheart, I just believe that I miss this and I miss this. And I want you to know I'm sorry. I went to my 30 year old son when everything in my flesh was saying, you don't need to say anything. And I talked to him and I said, son, I had the same conversation. I love you. I'm proud of you. You're the best son God could ever give me, but I miss some things. And I just want you to know, as your dad, I'm sorry. And the rest of my life, until God gives me my last breath, you got direct access to me. Whatever you need, I'll stop everything. You text me, boom, whatever you need. And here's what I just want you to, I want to encourage the church tonight. God healed. He's healed my daughter. He's healed me. He's healed a relationship with my son. And we've had a great relationship and a great family, but everything has gone up a notch. Why? Revealing brings healing. And it's, it's kind of it's kind of funny because when I did share, my daughter goes, I know, Dad. We all know you got issues. Believe me, we live with you. And then she looked at me with that sparkle in her eye and she said, Dad, we love you. I believe that God wants to bring healing tonight. I'm going to ask all of us to stand. And as we continue in worship, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to ask each of us, is there an area of your life that the Holy Spirit is bringing up tonight? Maybe it's a relationship with a parent. Maybe it's a strained relationship. And the Holy Spirit's stirring you that the most spiritual thing you can do is not overthink it. Just go to that person. Don't explain everything. Just say, I'm sorry. I love you. Will you forgive me? The two hardest words to say, I'm sorry. The three hardest words is I was wrong. The four hardest words is will you forgive me? Revealing brings healing. Relationships will be healed this evening, but then also there's going to be healing that happens in physical healing and emotional healing. I'm going to ask you to put one hand up towards heaven, church, and one hand over your heart. And I want you to say this out loud. Pain leave now in Jesus' name. Let's say it again. Pain leave now. In Jesus' name. Once you say it again, I want you to believe it now when you say it. Pain leave now. In Jesus' name. I speak on the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Word of God, which stands forever. Depression has to go. Anxiety has to go. Panic attacks has to go. 
that anything that has bound God's children has to leave tonight in the name of Jesus. The enemy cannot have God's children. He cannot have your health. He cannot have your marriage. He cannot have your, your career. He cannot have your finances. He cannot have your future. And I speak over this generation that this is the greatest generation. This is an Ephesians 3.20, but in Ephesians 3.21, now to him be glory in his church, the Lord Jesus Christ, from generation to generation to generation, we are healed by the stripes of Jesus Christ. He took all of our infirmities. Cancer has to bow. Leukemia has to bow. Lyme's disease has to bow. Depression has to bow. Every infirmity that the enemy pulls up in our life has to bow in the mighty name of Jesus. Pain, leave now in Jesus' mighty name. Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship say that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and I'm looking forward to see you again tune in and God bless you and see you soon bye bye